the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast as I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. And please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible, which is written by God, tells all of us who are part of the family of God how to be the Christians that our Father wants all of us to be. One of the things that we're supposed to do is to be imitators of the one who is the head of the church, our elder brother Jesus. We Christians, who are Jesus' brothers and sisters, are supposed to use Jesus Christ as our example of how we're supposed to live our lives as part of the family. We're to follow Jesus' lead and do whatever he does and tells us to do. Whatever Jesus does, we're supposed to follow and do. Whatever Jesus doesn't do, we're to make sure that that's something we don't do. That's because being imitators of Christ is what God the Father told all of us, his children, we ought to do. Because Jesus did and lived exactly like the Father wants all of us to live. God wants all of us who are his to imitate Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to Titus chapter 1. So Pete taught it. Pete taught it. Let's look at Titus. We're going to find out that the doctrine that Paul taught was a doctrine unto godliness. The doctrine that Paul taught was a doctrine unto godliness. Thank Lord Jesus for your word. Titus chapter 1. Starting with verse 1, it reads, it says, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ. That's a sent one. Sent out to be able to teach people what it is that God want them to know and understand. According to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth. Acknowledging of the what? So, so Paul here is going to acknowledge what the truth is. And then he tells you a little bit more about the truth. Which is after godliness. Amen. Which is after godliness. That is powerful. Ask me why. Because it lets you know what the truth is when it's really the truth. Because if the truth is really the truth, it's after godliness. If the truth is really the truth, it's after the God. But pastor, I've learned a new truth. Is it after godliness? Because if it's not telling you to be godly, if it's not telling you the importance to be godly, if it's not telling you about operating godly, your truth ain't truth. Your truth is a lie with truth clothing on. Is anybody hearing me up here? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me read it to you out of the Montgomery translation. Maybe that'll be helpful. The Montgomery translation. You know Montgomery. Let's see what Montgomery got to say. It says, to Titus, 
my true son in a common faith from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and to the knowledge of the truth, which goes with piety, which goes with piety. See, there's some truth that doesn't go with piety, which means it ain't truth. And there's some truth that goes with piety, which means when that truth goes with piety, then that's the right one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, man. Everybody has seen people that wear clothes. They might wear something that don't quite go with that. Like, for instance, put myself on the line here. Praise God. I like to believe that this outfit, that thing goes with it. I like to believe that this outfit I'm wearing, everything goes with it. Amen. Thank you very much. Praise God. Amen. (laughs) I like to believe that the color combination is such that it goes with it. Now, if I broke out with some colors and stuff looking all crazy and added on top of it a big old helmet with some antlers on it, praise God, that's, that's, that's in, in, in Seattle, Seahawk, uh, green, praise God, you know, that, the iridescent green and stuff. And if I start, that don't go, that don't go with that. And there's teachings that you can learn that don't go with piety. And if it don't go along with piety, it ain't truth. Because everything that God's about is going to go with piety. It's going to live with, go, operate with going godly. See, if the truth that you're hearing is not truth that goes with piety, then it ain't truth at all. And you ought not put that with that. Leave that alone. In fact, don't even bother to wear that. Let me read that out of the Revised Standard Version. Maybe to help this one. This is the first Bible I read, Revised Standard Version. It reads like this. It says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect. See, God wants to further the faith of his elect, to further the the faith of God's elect. And there's another thing he wants to further the knowledge of truth, which accords with godliness, which accords with godliness, whereas it blends with harmonizes with godliness. See, any truth that really is truth is truth that accords with and harmonizes with. With godliness. For example, we are blessed of the Lord and highly favored to be able to have a worship team like we do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wonderful people who love God and be able to get a chance to be able to share their love to God in front of you. Praise God. And thereby lead us into the same place that they are, which is in the presence of God. Praise God. What a privilege they have. And they don't just do that because they can do that. They do that because they work on that. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. Like for instance, they have a a practice session that they do, you know, that they do corporately. And then they do have, they have practices that they do individually themselves throughout the week, singing the songs and working on the songs and hitting the notes and stuff like that. So that when they come together, they blend together. That way it comes out beautiful. It ain't one over here. They got this beautiful sound going and one over here like, ah, ah, yeah. like, oh Lord Jesus. No, see that? No, no, no. And see, when you hear the truth of God, it blends. Can I teach you? When you have an ear for music and an ear for pitch, an ear for sound, you might think it blends. But a person that's trained and knows this, they can tell the difference. That's why we have certain people leading this. 
Because other people are like, baby, it don't matter. Just hit the note. No, it does matter. Am I teaching real good right here? Amen. Yes, it does matter what, you, what note you hit, sweetheart. It does matter how loud you sing. Because somebody, well, I just have a strong voice, but your voice ain't supposed to overpower everybody else's voice. So you got to learn to bring it in because if you can't lead to bring it in, you need to go on because, and then go and sing by yourself. Are you listening to me? Because you got to learn to blend in accord with other people. And am I still teaching real good? Hallelujah. Praise God because it's got to be in accord. Well, the gospel that God teaches and the truth that God teaches is always going to blend with godliness. It's always going to blend with piety. Because if it does not, it's going to stand out like a sore thumb. It's, and for a person with pitch, see, I'm trained to have pitch in godliness. I might not have pitch in music as much as I should, but I got pitch in godliness like a flat out, like a mug. Is anybody hear me up here? Because God says, I'm going to give you pastors after mine own heart. Ones that got pitch with what he says. And I can tell, I, I can tell a mile off when it ain't God. Because a person gets to talking, I'm like, no, 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 that is not God. Because <laughs> it does not accord with godliness. It does not accord, it don't harmonize with godliness. Because then God will be like, because it matters. Because it matters. Because it matters. And then somebody say, it don't matter. Uh-uh, see, so no, no. Somebody changing the script. Somebody's changing what it is that's being said. And God's teaching that Paul said, I'm going to read it again. Paul said, he said, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and to the knowledge of the truth, which goes with piety. I read it. I was reading out the revised standard. That's the one I want to read. It says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect. And their knowledge of truth, which accords with godliness. See, any truth that really is truth is going to accord and harmonize with godliness. Let me read it out of the 20th century New Testament. Might help you there. 20th century New Testament. It reads like this. It says, from Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, charged to strengthen the faith of God's chosen people. And their knowledge of that truth. I like that word, that truth, which some of there's a specific truth. That truth, which makes for godliness. So the one that Paul's going to bring is going to be a truth that makes for godliness. Which means that if it's true that you got the right interpretation of what he's saying, it's always going to make toward more godliness. It's going to make toward more God, which means the more you hear, the more godly you become. The more you hear, the more godly you become. The more you hear, you become God, the more godly you become. To the point that if we hear this thing and we've been in this thing as long as we have been, then we ought to be godly than a mug by now. <laughs> Hallelujah, because it's a process. Somebody say process. It's a process. See, any truth that God sends his people will be a truth that will make for godliness in the lives of those who hear it. It will make for godliness. Any truth that God doesn't send his people, but somebody else sends his people, will be a truth that will make for less godliness in the lives of those who hear it. It'll tell you that it doesn't matter what you do. That truth is, that truth is actually a lie. Oh, yes, it is. Because, yes, it does matter. It does matter what you do. Because any truth that God sends makes for godliness. First Timothy chapter 6, please. Here we got Paul. 
uh, yeah, Paul teaching some more. Now he's teaching Timothy something. 1 Timothy chapter 6. See, any doctrine that doesn't promote godliness and holiness, we ought to stay away from because it ain't God. 1 Timothy chapter 6. We'll start reading verse 3. It says, if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words. Now, when it says wholesome words, figuratively, that means to be corrupt. Corrupt, as in corrupt from being true in doctrine. It says, if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing but doting about questions and strife of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmising, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. From <laughs> I love a clear word. From such withdraw thyself. Is that clear to anybody? Okay, I'm just checking. Praise God. Because why? He is proud. Because he's proud. That word proud right there means to envelop with smoke. Homie covered with smoke. Figuratively, it means to inflate with self-conceit. Figuratively, it means to inflate with self-conceit. Whereas he walk around acting like you know something when you didn't know, know nothing. Acting like you're right about stuff when you're wrong about everything. Acting like you got it together and everybody else is wrong when you're the one that's wrong and everybody else got it together. It's enveloped with self-conceit. Women, proud. That's the same thing that was found on the inside of Satan that caused him to fall from grace. Are you listening to me? Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Had a breakneck pace. The Bible says he fall like heaven. I mean, fall like lightning from heaven. Praise God. That's what it says. And so that's what caused him to fall. Well, wait a minute. If that same pride infects me and you, then we're going to fall too. That's why God said, you better withdraw thyself because they don't know nothing. That word nothing right there means not even one thing. I ain't lying. That's what it means. It means not even one thing. I don't know nothing. Dang. And, and the only thing worse than sitting there listening to somebody know that, 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 that don't know nothing is the one that's sitting there listening to somebody that don't know nothing. Ask me why. Because that same devil that don't know nothing is a deceiver. And he can make you think he knows something. Well, let me just check into it. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you infected. <laughs> Hallelujah. And now the blind is leading the sin into the ditch. That's why God said from such, withdraw thyself. That word withdraw means to remove. Remove. That's when you hold that little finger up. <laughs> so when somebody hollering at you saying something, you be like, got to go. They're like, where you going? I got to Go, baby. I got to go. <laughs> Reflexively, it means to desist. <laughs> desist and desert. To desist, desist and desert. Simple words, just stop. Just, just get away. Just go. Get out. Leave. Ski daddle. Don't get away. Don't, don't shut down the conversation. Just shut it down right there. Well, I, it really don't matter what you... Hope, hope. Time out. We'll stop right here. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So, how you been? Good, good. I'm doing good too. See you later. See you later. I'm out. Where you going? I'm out, man. I'm out. Oh, see, where you going? I'm out. I'm out. I'm following after 
godliness. I got to go, Joe. I don't want to hear no more. Is anybody hear me up in here? Let me read. Let me keep reading after that. What verse we leave off on? See if y'all paying attention. I don't heard seven different verses. Praise God. <laughs> Which verse did we start off at? Praise God. Amen. All right. Three, six, nine, goose drank wine. I know. Praise God. <laughs> verse six. It says, but, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain that we can nothing out again. Certain that we can nothing out. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. But the only thing that we're supposed to carry out, carry to heaven with us when we go, is other souls. And our living godly is instrumental in that happening. Show it to you in a minute. Let's do this one first before I do that. First Timothy chapter four. God says, no, you're supposed to follow after godliness, baby. And if anybody teach you anything different, you're supposed to take off running. First Timothy chapter four, change the channel, cut it off, pull the CD out, DV out, throw it away, break it. Don't even get back to him. Broke, break it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then get back to him. Hallelujah. They say, what happened? So the same thing happened to them idols that came in against God when the Ark of the Covenant was stuck in God's, uh, when, in there with those idols. Praise God. Remember we broke it up? Here's your idol back. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> no, y'all don't like that. Praise God. First Timothy chapter 4. But God's raising up some people that's like him. First Timothy chapter 4. See, one of the reasons why we're told to live godly is because it's profitable to do so. We learn that, that, that godliness with contentment is great gain. Let's start reading in verse 7. It says, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. And when he says exercise thyself, he means to practice. But this is deep. It means to practice naked. I ain't telling you. Take your clothes off. <laughs> Clear that up right now. Praise God. You got to remember this was written to a people who that meant something to. Practice naked as in in the games. That is to train as in the games. Because see the teaching uh, uh, that, 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 that comes from God is a teaching that's supposed to teach us how to be able to win a race, accomplish a, a mission of some sort. Back then, praise God, they used to have those Grecian games, praise God. You know, it's like the, uh, the Olympics, praise God. And so the people that was practicing in order to be able to make sure that they, you know, went and, and, and won whatever they did, they got everything out of their way when they would practice, up to and including clothing, in order to be able to run as fast as they could run, be able to wrestle as strong as they could wrestle so they couldn't grab hold to nothing and take me down with. So they would practice naked in order to be able to strip themselves of anything that could get in the way of them not getting better at what they were trying to do. That's the basic premise. So when God says practice naked, he's not talking about take your clothes off. He's talking about strip yourself of anything that will get in the way of you not being successful at what he wants you to do. That you don't get better at what he do. Come on up in here. Which means that some folk that you even hang with might not be people that you're going to continue to hang with as you're moving forward into godliness. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because if they get in the way, you don't, you don't take it. don't take all that. You don't need to do that. Peace out. Use some clothing. I got a strip. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because I got to become equipped to do what God want me to do. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Let's just read. I'll just go back to the Bible for right now. Verse 7. But refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. 
For bodily exercise profiteth little, which just means for a short duration of time. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. Notice what he said. He says that, that godliness is profitable unto all things. The teaching that comes from God is a teaching which is viewed to be profitable unto all things. It's to be able to make it profitable unto all things. It's a teaching which brings self-discipline in the believers' lives and cause them to desire to be more holy in their lives. See, remember, it was uh, us doing whatever we wanted to do that got us in trouble before. Now we learn how to do what we're supposed to do. So just like they used to train themselves and, and contend in the Grecian games, then we Christians ought to train ourselves and be more godly and live, live more holy. It's like many of you purpose to lose weight this week. So you started getting up earlier or, 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 or spending some time to the, going to the gym. Even if you just went there, got dressed, picked up two things and walked back out. Praise God. That was more than you was doing before. Praise God. So, hey, man, because you're practicing at it. You're getting better at it. I said you're getting better at it. See, y'all laugh, but that's, that's an accomplishment for them. That's a lot of energy taking off clothes, putting on, on, on clothes and hey man, walking all the way from the parking lot, you know, to the, to the place and then back to the parking lot after you done picked up two things. That's a lot of exercise. And so that's, that's what they wasn't doing before. And see, I'm, 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 I'm saying that because see, as we're getting better at this, any progress is good progress. See, don't look at the perfection and, and say, and say and beat yourself up over the fact I'm not there. Look at the perfection and be inspired that I'm going to get there. Does that make sense? Because God's not showing you his perfection to beat you up with it. God's showing you the perfection to geek you up with it. So that you become fired up to go ahead and do it. And then just get better and better and better at it. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And if you got to pick up them little girl weights right now, go ahead and pick up them little girl weights right now. Hallelujah. Just, just work them. Praise God. Amen. And it'll get strong. You start getting your muscle mass back. And then you can move up to some, something that ain't pink. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. Amen. The point I'm trying to raise is that it's a process. It's a process. Is anybody hearing me up in here? See, a lot of times, see, this is where that bad teaching comes in. Is that bad teaching try to make you feel, try to tell you that, no, it makes you feel bad because you're not that perfection. You don't need to be that. The devil is a liar. You do need to be that. But at the same time, don't, get, don't be all depressed that you ain't there. Just keep exercising, getting better at getting there. Come on now. If you cuss one less word, praise God. You smoke one less joint, praise God. I was at a dime bag. Now I'm at a nickel bag. Praise God. Does anybody hear me? That's, that's, that, that's increased. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Pretty soon, I ain't, I ain't going to be in no bag. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's progress. Somebody say progress. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I ain't cussed nobody out in a month. That's what you can say. Somebody, say I, I've been one month without cussing people out. Praise God. And everybody like, praise God. Glory to God. Because <laughs> I'm getting the perfection. I'm going to make this godliness. I'm doing this thing. I'm following after godliness, baby. <clears throat> he said, verse 8, once again, verse 8. He said, for bodily exercise profit of little, but godliness is profitable in all things. All things means all, any, every, and the whole. 
It means all, any, every, and the whole. All means everything, baby. What's left after all? That means that there's not a single area of your life that will not be affected by your godliness. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about what God wants all of us to do. That is to be imitators of the God who made and saved me and you. I hope even more that you're learning the things that we can do to be better imitators of God like he wants all of us to do. So let's do what God wants all of us to do and be the imitators of him that he wants all of us to do. Now I know I'm going to do it and I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings is 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And don't forget to check out Are You Ready for the Word on YouTube too. There's all kind of messages there for you to hear and see on demand that'll flat out bless you. And when you get the chance, check out our website too. It's at WOFSA.com. That's the first letters of Word of Faith San Antonio. That's W-O-F-S-A dot com. You'll be blessed there too, I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.